Welcome to the weird, weird world of more Morgulons. And this is your weirdo host, Crystal Clear. Hey guys, I am back. Great to be back. Yesterday, Monday, that's my favorite day of the week. Why? Because everything is new and fresh and anything can happen. Monday is the best day of the week. Um, and I had a great Monday. Not a single Morgulon bothered me. Now, as I record this right now, I'm looking down at my hands and there is a ton of really weird shit coming out of them, which sucks. But hey, you know, I had one day off and I really needed it. And that was great. And hopefully, um, you know, just... Uh, anything that's happening, you know, you always got to remember this too shall pass, right? I mean, so, but that kind of goes both ways. So if you're having a great day, uh, sorry to tell you this, but that, that too shall pass. Um, if you're having a really bad day, hey, this too shall pass. Um, so yeah, change is the only constant and, uh, let's just get started. And one note before we do, um, just keep in mind, uh, when we're reading about these historical descriptions of Morgulines, these descriptions could be of a completely different thing. They may be related, they may not be. It's kind of interesting to ponder if whether or not there have been uh, morgies around since, you know, the 1600s. Uh, if so, man, we're a long-suffering group of patients here who have still not gotten any help. Uh, we're going to because we're going to keep demanding it, keep talking about it, and keep defending our sanity and credibility because we are not crazy. Some of us are weird. Uh, I speak for myself, but... Um, we're not crazy, and we know what's happening, and Morgulons is real, and um, the more we know about what, you know, they're saying about us, the better we can stand up for ourselves and get the correct information out there, because there's a lot of disinformation. All right, stay tuned. Listen to this dumb shit. This is a paper I found on ResearchGate. History of Morgulon's disease, the same name for different psychodermatologic diseases. Authors Barbara Roque Ferreri, Mar Maria Gracia Rosia, Jose Cardosa, and Kathleen Franca. Um, and then there's uh, three more. Uwe Wolina, Torello Lodi, and Massimo Fioranelli. So we got a lot of Spaniards or Italians, I guess. Um, Abstract, so I guess they're Italians or Spaniards or something. Summary, Morgulon's disease has been a controversial topic in the history of psychodermatology. The most consensual scientific opinion is that it is a primary psychiatric disorder, particularly a delusional disorder, although others were also pointed out. Others what? Other disorders, psychiatric disorders. Some authors have suggested that it may correspond to a common dermatosis with secondary psychopathology. Um, that's a big distinction. So if they're saying that most people think it's a primarily a delusional disorder or some other kind of psychiatric disorder, that's pretty nonspecific and meaningless to say that. Um, and then the other thing they're saying is that, well, they might have a common dermatosis. Well, then that's not psychiatric. Like, I mean, what? Okay. I can tell this is going to make me mad. <laughs> Um, yeah, so the Morgulons Research Foundation has advocated that it is a, quote, emerging infectious entity. This paper intends to critically review the main ideas and controversies since its first description. 
History of Morgellons disease. The history of, quote, Morgellons disease has been traditionally linked to the English physician and author Thomas Brown, 1605 to 1682, whose writings focused on a wide range of topics from descriptions on natural science to metaphysical analysis. He visited the medical school of Montpellier in the Languedoc region of the south of France. Sorry, y'all, I don't speak French. One of the most favored in the 17th century, although crossing at that time a waning period. Montpellier was highly disturbed by that occasion due to the war between Catholics and Protestants with subsequent outbreaks of plagues, extreme scarcity of food, and global poverty. There, Thomas Brown described a disorder with particular interest in pediatrics and obscure idiopathogenesis. That just means origin. Uh, which was then correlated with extreme poverty. Quote, Morgellons disease. Interesting. It was correlated with extreme poverty. Interesting. Uh, this rare condition was considered prevalent in Montpellier and was reported in one of Thomas Brown's smaller works, quote, a letter to a friend upon occasion of the death of his intimate friend, which was published posthumously. In that work, Thomas Brown wrote, quote, hairs which have the most which have most amused me have not been in the face or the head, but on the back, and not in men, but children, as I long ago observed in dot dot dot, children in Languedoc called the Morgulons, wherein they critically break out with harsh hairs on their back, which takes off the unquiet symptoms of the disease, capital D, and delivers them from coughs and convulsions. What does that mean? delivers them, it means it relieves them? Nevertheless, according to a review performed by Kellett, the condition that Thomas Brown called Morgulons could be linked to a previous monograph, De Vermiculos Capillaribus Infantium, by Velsius, and the uh, term could come from the term musculum, uh, corresponding to the hook at the ending part of a spindle. It is supposed, however, that the history of this disease is even longer. It could have been described in the 16th century by Leonellus Faventinus de Victoris in the book Diseases of Infants, where the author reports similar cases using in turn the term draconcia. Draconcia. What the hell does that mean? Like Dracula? Um, this is interesting, though, the little historical stuff. In the literature of 17th and 18th centuries, other terms may report to the same condition, such as les crinons masclos masculons. Some of the cases were also described in adult patients. Throughout history, several papers were written highlighting controversies on the understanding of, quote, morgulons. Many reports related the disease to, quote, hairs, commonly in pediatric patients, although some accounts connected the condition with, quote, worms or, quote, parasites. For example, in the 18th century, Leclerc, Sorry, I keep stopping because I have these 120-foot-tall loblolly pine trees all over my backyard, and the wind's blowing hard, and there's pine cones coming down, and I just want to make sure that I don't die today. I would like to not get crushed by a tree, if that is at all possible. Anyway, um, I think I'm good, maybe. Um, so we were talking about this, yada, 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 the, the hairs, the parasites, worms. For example, in the 18th century, Leclerc discusses the opposite findings from microscopy by Etmuller and Leeuwenhoek. The first assumed that he had seen the species responsible for the disease, Etmuller, which would be parasites. The second mentioned that he had never seen them. Uh, Leeuwenhoek. I believe he's the guy that invented the microscope, maybe? Kellett described many cases by several authors from the 16th to the 18th centuries, such as Montus, Guillaume, Ambrose Pare, and Thomas Brown, who connected the disease with, quote, hairs. And Leonellus, Victorius, Borelli, Schenkius, and Wolf, whose descriptions mentioned the presence of, quote, worms. 
In turn, in the 18th century, Brugieres suggested that the disease was related to, quote, special hairs. Yes, we have the special hairs. We have the special worm hairs. Anyway, uh, because he had the opportunity to study a case and see that they were able to have independent movement. How fascinating. That's, that's really interesting. That actually lends support to my experience with um, turning into Medusa. Um, and then it says, uh, special hairs. I have, we all have them. Probably. Uh, I do. Um, so, uh, later, uh, Lenek defended that the disease could be caused by parasites belonging to the skin's natural flora. All the clinical features seem to correspond, however, to the same disease. In, in 1841, and for the first time, the presence of hair follicle mites was reported by Henley and Berger, and during the same period, Gustav Simon, one of the first dermatopathologists, provided the first detailed report of the parasite responsible, called thereafter Demodex folliculorum of Simon. Probably this could be the same parasite previously recognized by Ed Mueller. After that discovery, and also in the 19th century, Radcliffe Crocker described several cases about a relatively new condition or a wider understanding of the same entity previously reported by Thomas Brown. This condition had the particularity of the presence of comedones. Comedones are like blackheads, kind of, or whitehead. Yeah, they're like zit, the things in zits, which were more prevalent in boys and on the head and could be observed both in childhood, puberty, and adulthood. In 1946, Emsley Smith published a paper where he discussed the historical connection between morgulons and comedones and argued that morgulons could co correspond to myiasis, the, quote, hypoderma larvae through skin to muscles, uh, dot, 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 viscera, dot, 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 and finally to the subcutaneous tissue of the back, quote, a little fly, which could then explain the passage written by uh, Thomas Brown, quote, they critically break out with harsh hairs. Okay, so like that paragraph is basically saying, um, I believe my, I, I, how do you say that? Myiasis is um, when flies lay their eggs like in your skin and viscera means organs. So traveling to the organs, the subcutaneous tissue, um, you know, getting through the bloodstream and stuff like that. So I guess they're saying that, you know, somebody said it was the demodex mite, a skin mite. Um, and then someone else said, well, it could be a skin mite, but it could be uh, fly larva, uh, you know, stuff like that. Either way, I don't want either. I hope I don't have either. Uh, the disease remained relatively unknown until 2002 when Mary late Leitio, Leitao, I don't know how you say that, God bless her, an American biologist, God, it is so nice to see her described as an American biologist, can I tell you how many things I've read that say, an American housewife, and I'm like, wait, what, <laughs> okay, what year is it, um, anyway, uh, yeah, 100 year anniversary of women's suffrage, let's celebrate that, we are not just housewives, even if we are housewives, if we have had training in micro, uh, or in, in biology and microscopy, and she did, so, um, so she started the Morgulons Research Foundation after she had found the report by Thomas Brown and used it to explain the symptoms of her two-year-old son. She did not ask for medical counseling and related the skin lesions of her son to protruding fibers. Afterwards, the concept of this disease was enlarged and other symptoms were linked to it, particularly chronic fatigue, mood disorder, and cognitive dysfunction, which would be all a consequence of having the dermatosis. Since then, reports of similar complaints significantly increased so that some authors have defended, oh, excuse me, have defended that this is a condition, quote, spread via media. 
Yeah, that just, there's so many things wrong with that argument. Um, why this? You know, that's one thing you could say. If it's spread by media, why is this the only, to my knowledge, um, condition that is spread by media? Just this, right? You know, we don't say that autism is spread by the media, even though it has, you know, risen in uh, prevalence, maybe due to overdiagnosis. Um, an expansion of the uh, diagnostic criteria, but at the same time, you don't hear anyone saying, yeah, everybody went online and decided their son had autism. I mean, that's just not put out there for any other condition except for morgulons. And it's just, it makes no sense. It's completely irrational. Um, why this and not other things? Um, one one uh, uh, conclusion you can draw from that is that... Um, there's just no interest in investigating a condition so unusual and uh, frightening. And it's just, if it's not happening to you, it's easier to just say you're crazy. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. If you guys have ideas about this, please comment, uh, send me a message. Um, so yeah, so spread by the media. Yeah, fuck you. According to the Morgulans Research Foundation, the quote, Morgulans disease is an emerging infectious condition. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention started to look into this disease more recently in 2006. Um, not too recent. Uh, it could be questioned whether a misunderstanding of the different historical reports could have led to a heated debate with the purpose of unifying unrelated conditions in order to define the true meaning of quote, Morgulans. The most consensual scientific opinion is that it is a psychotic disorder in the same spectrum of delusion of parasitosis also being a kind of delusion of infestation, having the, quote, matchbox sign and good response to antipsychotics. They have one reference here, good response to antipsychotics. They've got a reference, uh, one footnote, so one paper. That's pretty weak. We know that um, there's been plenty of research uh, where those uh, results that may or may not be in this uh, paper they cite as a source to say that it responds well to antipsychotics. Uh, we know that there's been other research out there which has actually shown that no, it does not respond well to antipsychotics. It seems to, when compared to antibiotics, antipsychotics do absolutely nothing, and antibiotics are sometimes helpful. So um, just gonna just gonna put that out there right now. Um, anyway, so uh, okay. And then it says, um, it was, okay, delusional parasitosis is a bizarre and fixed belief that the patient has cutaneous parasites causing intense itching and scratching. It was first recognized in 1799 by Robert Willen and distinguished from the simple fear of insects or parasites by Carl Eckbaum, whose name is used today as an as eponym to mention that disorder, Eckbaum's syndrome. So Eckbaum, eponym means like from the name. So like eponymous would be like it's named after a person. Um, so Eckbaum's disorder is synonymous with uh, delusions of parasitosis is all they're saying there in case that was not clear. Um, okay, so, and then it says, um, and by the way, this uh, bizarre and fixed belief that the patient has cutaneous parasites causing intense itching and scratching. That is, like, this is what drives me crazy. Like, I don't have itching at all. I don't do scratching at all. There's just spontaneous lesions that erupt on my skin. It's not because I've picked it or scratched it or it itches. It doesn't itch. <laughs> just sores come up from nowhere and then they go away after a while, seemingly, which like that huge thing on my face. 
Um, it's like almost gone now. And this other weird thing on my back that was like overnight, I had this weird nasty mole. It's also like receding back into my skin. And I don't know if that's because I have been spraying myself with um, weed and grass killer. <sighs> Y'all don't worry. Don't worry. It's the safer brand that we've talked about. It's just potassium salts. Not recommending that at home. Don't come after me, EPA. Don't come after me, FDA. Don't come after me, Georgia Board of Nursing. I am not recommending you spray yourself with weed and grass killer containing potassium salts and fatty acids. Although I will say it has worked quite well for me so far. Um, more than anything else. But uh, anywho, um, then it says, blah, 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 bomb syndrome. You suck, bomb. Another bizarre belief of the presence of strange material in the skin is also recognized, and this has been labeled with, quote, Morgellons disease. It shares some features with the condition described by Thomas Brown, namely the bizarre and unchanging, unchangeable belief that strange fibers are in the patient's skin. As a consequence, patients pick their skin with the purpose of removing that strange material. You are so uninformed. Do your research before you write a research paper. Okay, we're going to stop there. Um, and I will pick up the rest of this uh, stupid-ass research paper. Although it's kind of good to know what the opposition is saying. Actually, you know what? There's just a couple more paragraphs. Let's just do it. Okay, come on, you guys. We want to get educated about this. We want to be able to respond when people say, You're crazy! And say, mm, Okay, no, I'm not. And here's why. Um, the more people we can get on our side, the better. The more we can sway public opinion, the better. We are credible. We are not delusional. We are experiencing bizarre symptoms. We don't have bizarre beliefs. We are experiencing bizarre symptoms. Okay, a couple more paragraphs. On the other hand, some dermatologists also defend that people who claim to suffer from, quote, Morgellons disease may actually have a common dermatosis and probably secondary psychopathology. Yeah, that arises from being told that we're delusional and isolated because of that. God damn it. Okay, so obvious. Anyway, in this line of thought, some of the reports of the past could also correspond to a completely different disease and a common psychophysiological condition, namely acne, probably with a link between the words morgulons and comedones. For instance, Gustav Simon provided some details that shared characteristics with the report by Thomas Brown and other authors from the 16th to the 18th centuries, particularly the involvement of, quote, hairs and, quote, worms in the disease described. Quote, as for the influence which the hair sac mites have on the health of a person afflicted, with them, at present, nothing certain can be established. It is possible that they can, when they are present in large numbers, irritate the sebaceous glands and cause a marked and abnormally constituted secretion of the hair sacs, diseases of the hair follicles, and the appearance of comedones. Okay, listen, these are not comedones. Comedones are like blackheads. These are not comedones. These are weird black pepper flakes and pink pe pepper flakes and red ones and glittery ones and fur balls and fibers and all worms, all kinds of stuff, y'all. This is not what I'm experiencing and it's not what a lot of other Borgies are experiencing. This is just so unfortunate that people are just spreading this misinformation and, um, I mean, it's like, did you even examine any patients to, like, make these claims? Did you, you know, like, retarded? Anyway, more recently, the study by Reichenberg et al. suggested that some patients labeled with morgulons can have a somatoform disorder, which has been compared with the classic fable of the princess and the pea regarding their hypersensitivity. They have disproportionate levels of distress from physical symptoms beyond what could be explained by the medical exam. 
Um, somatoform disorder just means a psychological disorder where you're preoccupied with body problems. Uh, this is not that, needless to say. Um, it does hypersensitize you for sure. Like when you never know like what the fuck might come, you know, hemorrhaging out of your skin on a date or in a job interview or whatever. And, you know, you start spontaneously bleeding. Like I have so many times, like some kind of fucking crazy stigmata shit. You, I mean, yeah, you get hypersensitized. Any normal, healthy person would. That's not psychopathology. That's called a healthy, normal response to bizarre, fucking disturbing shit happening. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm glad we, I'm glad we all agree on that. Um, princess in the P. P-U. I fucking hate this stinky, stupid study. A recent study related the symptoms of, quote, Morgulon's disease to the self-introduction of filaments through the skin, contesting the etiology of spirit kettle infection as previously suggested. Apart from those mentioned above, other primary psychiatric disorders like Munchausen syndrome or Munchausen's by proxy have also been connected with Morgulon's. Well, they shouldn't be connected because those are um, horrible, 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 sad and tragic uh, disorders where people... Uh, purposely inflict illness upon themselves or their children in order to gain attention from the healthcare uh, community uh, in their area or or outside of their area. Um, I have seen this in my practice. Um, one young man, a teenager, uh, about four, 15 maybe, he comes into the hospital uh, for residential treatment Um, And by the way, if you're a kid coming in for long-term residential psychiatric treatment at an inpatient facility like that, you've had a lot of hospitalizations leading up to that point. Um, So, you know, these are the, quote, sickest of the sick. But this child, oh my God, his mother had a box of 38 different medications she had her son on. Uh, who was, after I dug through all of his medical records I could possibly glean, um, and all of the medications that he was taking, I realized that he probably didn't need any of them and, uh, threw a big fucking fit, uh, at the hospital, which won me no friends amongst my, uh, colleagues or superiors, but, um, hello, I'm a mandated reporter. This is medical child abuse. And uh, yeah, you bet your ass I did report her. Um, anyway, it wasn't an easy decision though because it's like, then what? But you know, I still, it's, I'm a mandated reporter. I have to. So anyway, Munchausen's is, uh, that's a nasty, uh, sad, 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 sad thing. Munchausen's by proxy and uh, Morgulon's is not that. Okay, in conclusion, regardless, what... Thomas Brown, actually called Morgulons. It corresponds to a somatic type of monosymptomatic delusional disorder considering the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, 5th edition. <laughs> yeah, if you don't consider the fact that you haven't ruled out a somatic cause, which is part of the diagnostic criteria for monosymptomatic delusional disorder in the DSM-5. So get your facts straight. Um, and I think that that quite honestly, is a crock of bullshit. Crock of bullshit. Do you know how rare it is for an otherwise healthy, uh, non-psychotic, non-ill person to have a singular delusion, a singular delusion about their body and be otherwise rational, functional? It's so rare to the point where I'm not convinced it even exists. Um, but you know, Hey, 
the bunch of old white guys in a hotel ballroom one day decided to uh, include it, stick it in there. Who are we to question them? We are the people to question them. I question that deeply, deeply. Um, anyway, okay. Uh, although traditionally related to inanimate matter, Morgulons is just a new name for delusional infestation, as well the traditional delusional parasitosis called egg bomb syndrome. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. It is considered one of the first diseases spread by the internet, and patients referred for Morgulons disease or who claim to have this diagnosis may exhibit a wide range of psychopathology or other psychodermatologic disease, deserving a holistic approach provided by psychodermatology to establish the correct diagnosis and treatment. Psychodermatology? Is that even a thing? Like, you're either a dermatologist or a psychiatrist. I've never met or heard of anyone who has both specializations. And um, you would have to be a psychiatrist to diagnose someone with a psychiatric disorder. That's kind of the way it works. Um, I mean, yeah, you can practice outside of your scope, but is it uh, responsible, ethical, informed? No, probably not. Probably not. I mean, it could be, but uh, probably not. Um, plus, most of the shit in psychiatry is made up anyway, let's be honest. Uh, anyway, uh, let's see. It is considered one of the first diseases spread by the internet. What are the other ones? What are the other ones? Because I don't know of any other ones. That would be nice to include. Um, and patients referred for Morgulon's disease or who claim to have this diagnosis may exhibit a wide range of... Oh, we already read that. Sorry. I'm so pissed, y'all. Uh, finally, the history of Morgulon shows the long past of the interest on psychodermatology, reinforcing the long past of its history, even though it is relatively new subspecialty of dermatology. So, okay, this is the worst written paper for so many reasons. How do you, like, list all... that? The, the part that was interesting that I'm glad I read that we read together is that uh, about the history, all the different people throughout the centuries who have sort of, you know, like, described this uh, strange, uh, uh, you know, uh, disorder of the skin, uh, infestation or infection or whatever that, that we call Morgulons now. I, I mean, I do wonder if there is a thread that ties them all together or a blue fiber or a, you know, um, but like it, you know, it's kind of like, how do you arrive at, um, the conclusion that this is, oh yeah, it's definitely a delusional disorder. Like, I don't, I just don't see that this research paper puts forth the uh, supportive evidence to back up that claim. Like, in fact, it just invites more questions for me about, well, children, I mean, you can't say that children have delusional disorders because all children are delusional. They're like, you want to come in my house with me and uh, drink this uh, special potion I made? And they're just sitting in like a cardboard box, like, um, you know, drinking your perfume or something. So it's like, uh, you know, children don't have delusions. So if there have been scientists or naturalists, whatever, writers in the past centuries who have been describing this odd condition that, you know, has some maybe similar sounding uh, uh, key symptoms to what we're now calling Morgulons. Like, I don't, to me, this is not, uh, this didn't support their argument that it's delusional parasitosis. Um, their argument is bullshit because it's not delusional parasitosis. If some people have delusions of parasitosis and they don't have Morgulons, well, then that's a different story. But there are definitely people out there. I am one of them. And I know some of y'all listeners probably are too. Uh, who for sure, no doubt about it, they have weird shit coming out of their skin. They have sores, not because they're scratching, 
just because they spontaneously erupt. They're not implanting shit in their skin. Shit comes out of their skin that they can't explain. Believe me, the last thing that we want is to have morgulons. We're not making this up for attention. We're not confused. I mean, we are confused as shit, but we're not confused about what we're seeing. You know, we know what we see. We know what we experience. Um, You know, as long as these people keep deriding and marginalizing and ridiculing and uh, labeling and stigmatizing and diagnosing us without any legitimate basis to do so, I am going to keep getting pissed off on this podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I I feel like I learned a few things today, and uh, I hope you did too, and stay tuned.